This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah folks if you hear it in my voice yes that means i have a cold once again uh this is one of those cases of in sickness and in health so with that said thanks hon i appreciate it as always but I digress. We got us some news to talk about in the world of games. Nothing really big this week. No reviews this week. Not in particular. I mean, I'll talk about what I got from the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales and all the stuff and, you know, mention some things from that. But other than that, it's uh, no real review of anything that I'm doing today. But I, the biggest focus today will be the nominees for the 2019 game awards which is next week on december 12th which is a thursday so that means like today i will be doing the show or recording the show on a friday to be able to watch what i saw and cover everything and take notes and whatever like that it's going to be a lot so um as it always is and so we're just going to strictly focus on that but i do have some news that i want to talk about in the world of gaming as well before we do that and before i even do that just want to give a big shout out and thank you to two people of course one is none other than raheem jarbo himself aka mega ran uh you the voice of our very own main prime show of this podcast uh he was in town he always you know travels and tours all over the world he does from intimate settings to really big uh stages which is awesome and i like the fact that he does little small intimate settings too it's really awesome that he does that um he, he doesn't it's like it reminds me of that of an indie wrestler like indie wrestlers will you know work the uh the more intimate you know stages and then they will go and perform in bigger stages like in corrigan hall and everything like that this man travels all around the world every year and makes sure that he stops he stops back in philly this time he came back in philly we were at the uh we were at the uh kung fu uh necktie uh area and and which is in like fishtown around here and uh he hit me up uh and checked up on me and asked me if uh i wanted to come down and you know he was in town you know come on down check it out and i was like yeah i haven't seen him in a while i haven't had a chance to talk to him since uh he's been on the road and it was really cool for him to you know hit me up and you know invite me down and so he got me on the guest list and i came down check him out checked out a few of his other uh guys too which are every time i go see him perform and he tours with a bunch of people i always get to hear some 
amazing and amazing talent and all these guys with their own stores um he's on tour now because he's promoting mega ran is before uh promoting his new album ages which is out now go to megaran.com for that and along with that you also had guests there it was quite a few guests a lot of great talented guys there um in particular uh alfred banks which was really good i mean there was so many guys there but these guys uh, alfred banks was really cool um you also had Mickey Fax, which dude was just amazing, and you know, and, um, and a bunch of other people performing as well. But the one thing that I love that Mega Rand does is that he not only, and why I'm always proud of him, and why I always you know, it, you know, I'm inspired by him is that not only does he go out of his way to do to fulfill his reality of being a hip-hop artist one of the premier nerdcore hip-hop artists for that matter a guinness book of world records holder at that um he also brings along a bunch of people he gives opportunities and the greatest part about it is everybody he gives opportunities to they don't i don't they rarely let them down they rare is rarely like these guys really put in the work I mean, it, it tells you a lot because uh, I remember Alfred Banks also lost. He, he said he lost his uh, tablet or his iPad or whatever on the road. And he still hung on with him. He's I mean, which had all of his notes and everything. He still hung on with him. And Mega Rand looked out for him to make sure that he was able to perform on cue. So, I mean, that's passion. That is the type of passion that I'm talking about. And it was great to see him. It was really great to see him. I was glad that he uh, hit me up. And uh, I'm just very proud of him. I'm very grateful that he was able to, that I was able to uh, meet him. You know, he was been, he's been on my show at least like three times. Um, and he, he was able to work, I was able to work with him on the uh, theme music for the Talk Time Live Prime show. So uh, it was great to have him down there. He's looked out for me and I looked, apparently I looked out for him, which is why he wanted to, you know, give his thanks and everything for that. And I deeply appreciate it. He's just one of the good, rare dudes around right now. He's not a crabs in a barrel mentality type of dude. He's not, you know, doing things to fill his ego. He legit is just one. He's all about the art and all about, you know, gathering more people to create the more art you know, and I, it's much appreciated. I, so it was great seeing him. Thank you. know, thank you again, brother, uh, brother Jarbo on that note. And, uh, another one I want to give a congrats to is none other than the producer whose music you hear on this show every week, whether it's select start, whether it is the prime show, you hear it every time. And that is none other than Day, uh, Chris Davison, AKA DJ Cutman, who had a great year producing fantastic tracks. He has achieved on Spotify, over 54.1 million streams on Spotify with over 2.6 million listeners in over 79 countries. That's an astounding, an astounding, astounding accomplishment for 2019 for him. I wish that this show and both my shows were able to carry on that much. I mean, he didn't always get that in years. He built up to that. And, you know, again, his passion allowed him to put up to that. For anybody who claims that they want to be an actor, who claims that they want to be an artist, a podcaster, any, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. It is a lot of fun, but you got to put in the work. You have to work hard to have fun. And these guys do it, man. It's like, trust me, the fun is there, but, you know, part of the fun is the passion of hard work. 
and knowing that what you're creating is gonna do something special and it's gonna come out with results like this. It's gonna come out with results like what, you know, Mega Ran has done. Has he's toured Japan three times over the year. He's hit the Madison Square Garden. He's been on WWE SmackDown with the, with his boys The New Day, which by the way, if you also go into MegaRan.com, you should be able to download for free his new single with none other. The New Day's Xavier Woods. They did a track together. Go out of your way to check it out. I believe he might go on a, go under another name or whatever like that, but that's a whole other thing. But um, go out of your way to check it out. It's I mean, it's just awesome. It's, just, it's a testament. When you see stuff like that happen, it's a testament of how much hard work somebody puts in. Even myself, you know, not to toot my own horn, you know, me working with Repop and, and being able to do what I did this year, it's just a testament. And all the people that's been on this show, it's just a testament. So, you know... Nothing is hard if you work hard at it. That's just plain and simple. So, folks, just take that heat. Don't don't think that you can't or don't think that you don't have the opportunity. You just need to plan properly. You need to set a plan to prosper and you can do it. You can absolutely do it. You can. It's not going to happen a day or a week, month, year. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just got to believe in it that damn much to do it. So just work out a way to do it and don't be bitter about other people who are doing it the that's the wrong way to approach it find out what they're doing talk to them join them work with them see how they're doing it work on your way to it there's there's i'm sure these guys will all want to look out and try to help spread the love and i think that's one of the problems that people people get so bitter and think that like they can't do it and they see other people that do it and they get pissed off and they get bitter and they don't want to support anybody and they you know they it's it's unhealthy it's extremely unhealthy so i don't want to take too much time on it but i just wanted to say thanks to both of them and keep up the great work and i look forward to seeing what they're going to do in 2020 from there so on to news in the world of gaming now I actually had a chance to read the latest edition of Game Informer and they're they're celebrating the 25th anniversary of PlayStation and well-deserved celebration at that. Uh, PlayStation has been out for quite some time and since then it's been, man, it's been uh, igniting fans all around. It's taken over big time, up until recent at least. Um, But in there, there was an interesting article that covers, that talks about the 25 years of it and interestingly so they talk about the psp and the ps vita with the psp they talked about how you know some of the the people the head honchos in japan were very hesitant to do a handheld game and they had to really pull some arms to do it and that right there proved my point of what i was talking about as to why this and the vita failed well along with that in a, in, in a feature that Game Informer uh, does, which talks about the 25 years of history of that C- president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, told the Game Mag that there are no plans for any future handheld consoles uh, like the Vita. And here's the part where I it, it pisses me off because it's the the reason for its failure is not the lack of hard, uh, quality hardware. It was plainly and absolutely, without a doubt, the lack of marketing, promotion, and support 
that the game had. It had a huge library. It had great quality, great graphics for what it was. If, if you compare it to the 3DS and the DS and all those, both the PSP, the PSP Go, the PS Vita had superior graphic power than what Nintendo Switch, or I'm not to Nintendo Switch, Nintendo 3DS and Nintendo DS had. Up until when, up until the time when Switch premiered, that changed everything. But it, it just bothers me. Um, the one, and, it's, and also the, the funny thing was, is like the one question that Game Informer never asked, but they kind of brought it up and said in a sense um, about the beloved cult class now cult classic, you know, console was, you know, why wasn't it? backed better why isn't it supported better that's all it needed that's all it really needed i trust me as somebody who owns two ps vitas and a psp and a psp go i can tell you that that game system had everything it needed to compete with nintendo's handheld it could have beaten nintendo's handheld but again they don't push their side projects the same thing's now happening to the uh to the PSVR. You don't see any commercials about that thing. You barely see any commercials about that thing. They just come out with these things and just, that's it. And expect you, I, I don't, this is Sony for God's sake. And this is the reason why we don't trust you with Spider-Man. I'm just saying. The stuff like this. <laughs> okay? It, it, just, it boggles me. But you know, for what it's worth, it was, the PS Vita and the PSP were some great systems that play a lot of great absolutely great games in there uh street fighter versus tech cross tekken um you know classic uh final fantasy 7 crisis core which i don't understand why they haven't brought that back out and i wish they would um especially with the recent the new game coming out next uh march in 2020 i really like because it tells the story of zach and how he got through. i love that was one of my favorite final fantasy games up until uh 15 and i think the remastered 7 is going to be my new favorite <laughs> at this point so and then you got the japan games that i had like uh hajime no ipu which is like a really cool boxing game based on the anime series um you i got i can't even if i look at that library the library in japan is even bigger uh than in america and I've mentioned that many a times, and it's just, it's a shame. I got Rival Schools 2, I got Air Guys, you guys remember Air Guys that came out? I have all of those in that system. Uh, it was region free, so you got to play, you got to download any games from whatever, and that's why I had it two, that's why I had two versions. It was just, it, it just boggles me that they let this thing go. They, it's just, so I, honestly, out there, if they're still selling PSP Slims out there, uh ps vita slims out there go out of your way to get it it's worth it it is absolutely worth it um especially if you own a, if you formerly owned a psp you can still play your psp games on that system they will absolutely uh it is cross compatible that was nothing that was so cool about it it's cross compatible with psp games it boggles me why that game system never won the war of handhelds for that era it's not the fault of the hardware i'm telling you that i'm absolutely i will stand to that test of time it was a lack of market uh, marketability and promotion plain and simple they could have easily beat them but if, when you see nintendo since day one of game boy they have did a heavy a heavy rotation uh 
of heavy rotation of ads and promotions and commercials and whatnot about every single handheld system that they ever promoted. You saw commercials for the 3DS. You saw commercials for the DS. You saw commercials for the uh, Game Boy. A lot of commercials for the Game Boy. In fact, I'll tell you what. I even tell you what. I remember one of the actual commercials for the original Game Boy. This is funny. This is going to hit 90210 on you for a minute. Um, I, God, I forgot the name. Um, I really forgot the name. But I believe he's married to Megan Fox now. But the guy who played on um, on 90210, and he was, oh God, it's so long since I watched that show. But he was the, he was a little kid, but he married, he, uh, he was dating the uh, the character that, uh, Tori Spelling was playing him, and he's now married to Megan Fox. Yeah, he was he was on one of the original Tetris games for the Game Boy, and he played a Russian kid. That's how long ago it was. I remember that commercial. So that is, uh, and then all of a sudden he ends, he winds up in uh, he winds up on nine hundred two one zero, became a big fame from that. So they had they heavily advertised all of those damn game systems and that's why it really made it even more successful had they not done it that way and if they went the route that playstation did or uh, or in this case sony did it would not have worked so it's sad it's really sad like because playstation is a powerhouse when it comes to main consoles it is absolutely a powerhouse but as to why they can't focus heavily just as heavily on their side uh projects like that or their third there's no just call them side projects I, I just can't fathom as to why it's it, they're great systems. It just it just it really kills me for there. But to that, I say rest in peace PSP, rest in peace PS Vita. So let's talk some Nintendo news. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2, which I actually had a chance to play in and absolutely enjoyed. I'm not surprised to be honest, but like to the extent of it being way more enjoyable than uh, some of the other Mario games I ever played. But they have their first free update that released yesterday, and if you own this and didn't know about it, you better jump on it now because there's some great stuff in here. Uh, they got a new mode in here called Ninja Run, uh, Speed Run, which allows players to take on time challenges uh, and courses uh, that's created by Nintendo. I think it's all basically online-based, and there's a bunch of... I think you play the Ninja and you're chasing Mario to see if you can outrun him. It's pretty cool. Um, new items involve a uh, new dash block, which you've seen in Super Mario 3D World, that lets you go into a burst of speed upon stepping on the block. They also have frozen coins, which are coins that are covered in ice. I don't understand. I seems like it's more cosmetic purposes, but also it could create a handicap for you if you're trying to get all the uh, coins that you need. So... I mean, that's there. The As far as characters, Pokey is returned from Super Mario 3, and along with some new cool customization for him, you can add wings to him, and that changed the whole game and how you uh, try to defeat that, uh, that bad guy. So the biggest actual power-up that they added here, and this one's huge, Master Sword Power-Up. Yes, that Master Sword. Uh, they allowed you to take the Master Sword, which is you, you, you. Mario takes it like he would a mushroom, but instead of growing bigger or whatever, you turn into Link, and from there you're playing Link on a 2D side-scrolling stage, at like much similar to Link's uh, Link in the past, and you have all of his abilities such as bombs, power uh, uh, power boomerang. I'm sorry, 
bombs, boomerangs, and power uh, bow and arrows. And it's awesome. Really is really awesome. He jumps and everything. He, he, really, really cool how they do it. It allows you to strategize even better and allow you to get certain coins that you are trying to uh, get. Like, for instance, what is the uh, coin that they, uh, the, you know, the 100 coin and the 300 coin that may be somewhere that you can't reach? If you shoot an arrow, the arrow touches it, it counts as you getting it. So that is really, really cool. There's no word yet. I haven't played through it thoroughly yet to see if you can use that element, that item on different stages such as uh, Super Mario World or, you know, stuff like that. So, but it's really cool. What they showed was the 8-bit version of it. But I would really love it if they allow you to play other versions or maybe in the next update they'll do it. I hope the other thing also, and I mentioned this before on a previous episode, I hope that one of the other options too is that they give a Super Mario 2 mode because the control scheme of that game allows you to do so much cool stuff that still contrasts from what every other system I mean, or every other version of the game allows you to do, like picking up items from the ground and throwing them or picking up uh, enemies and throwing them and stuff like that. You know, that was really cool. And then you'll be able to play a more enhanced version of Super Mario 2. That would be cool. So hopefully we'll get more updates as time goes by. There will be an ongoing experience with that game. But I love it. If you haven't played Super Mario uh, Maker 2, go out of your way to check it out as well. Uh, another game that I will highly recommend, which I have reviewed on this show, was none other than NT Creates Blaster Master 02. Shout out to my man, Matt Papa from Japan, formerly from Philly who is a part of the NT Creates team. Um, they also have an update, too, for the game. If you play that game, if you heard my review, I absolutely enjoyed that game even better than the first. And just like the last one, they're going to add DLC characters to it from uh, different NT Creates games. The first one for this is none other than Gun Vault Chronicles Luminous Avenger X. Uh, the character Copen who you got a chance to play as the main character of his own spinoff game from Gunvolt, is officially the first one in this game. He comes with all of his abilities from the game, from that game, which actually gives you a more of an advantage of defeating bosses this time around. I like it because it gives you that just pick up and play feel and enjoy it for what it is. Um, and you can get by on a lot of things using his mode. He also comes with his own tank as well. So much like the first game, they all had their own tanks. So I don't know if um, Gunvolt or any other characters are going to be in there. Because last time it was Shanti, it was Gunvolt, it w- Copen wasn't in there. Copen is the newest one, but I don't know who else is going to be in there. Maybe uh, Shovel Knight, maybe another one that could be on there too. Who knows? Um, but I, you know, because they work with Yacht Club games as well at times. So I really, I, I have played through that game just a little bit and played a beat a boss or two. It, I had to put it down because... I was getting too much into it, and I had a lot of notes to do uh, for this Sunday's show. Uh, it was like between that and leveling up my characters on uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, because I finally figured out how to level up and farm uh, crystals in that game properly. So I'm like really, really trying to speed everything up. But in, in between that, I had to play that as well. So uh, go out of your way to check it out. If you own the game, it's a free download. Enjoy. So, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, here and gone. Uh, a lot of great, as always, a lot of great uh, deals out there. Um, this one in particular, I I think the thing is with me is because I purchased a lot of games this year for this show in particular to talk about and review on this show in particular, that it was nothing I really needed. 
or even Fathom or Wanted. But they had some great deals on some games out there. Um, really good. And actually, there was a game or two that I did get that I was like, all right, let me just jump on this. It's really cheap. Uh, Katana Zero was one of them. And it was a game that I, I, I had on the radar, but I forgot about getting there were so many like assassin ninja games that were coming out there's still one coming out uh we got ninja warriors that came out which is also on sale as well out there uh ninja warriors return which i do highly recommend anybody that game is so awesome right there but man katana zero this is that game to me is strider meets john wick and i say that because it has this type of it's a strategy-based game. It's a it's a really great uh, you know stealth strategy-based game, and it's not for kids at all. No way near. Um, just the the narrative, the dialogue, all of that. It's just not for kids. The violence, which you could take the blood off, but for this to be like a sort of a a eight bit type of game, sort of kind of. Um, this is all. This is really awesome. But it reminds me of. A rated R version of Strider, but it has the story narr- story and narrative of John Wick. It really does. You have this ninja who they call the Dragon, who is trying to get his memory back while he's doing these missions, and he keeps getting these dreams in his head. But they keep drugging the, they keep drugging his cat, and every time he does goes on a different mission, he's finding out something more about the secrets of what's really going on with him and other people. That is trying to come after him or he's assassinating or whatever like that so it's really cruel and they give you an opportunity to i guess you can go in your own will because i did kind of slightly had beat the game to an extent but there are multiple endings to this game the, i mean the dialogue is just it just reminds me of john wick so much um and, and i mean like it's really rated r it's rated r to a t um very violent very very violent game um but it was so worth it. It was like I got it for under nine bucks, and it's it's. If you talk about really, if you like really great games of storytelling, it's really good. The cool part too is that if you get killed, if you lose, you get rewinded back, and they have this kind of thing where it's like you're looking at it through a, you're looking at the whole experience through uh, an a uh, an old school Mercury TV monitor, and also like from a vhs tape so it's a bit of a retro feel to it as well but if you if you it's like the one game that it doesn't irritate me when i lose i don't understand what how they put it together and designed it in a way that it just if you you're learning as you're going along every every single time you're actually losing you're learning in a sense so it it never feels like that you're irritated by any stretch um but once you get through it's awesome they replay how you got through and stuff like that and then you just proceed to the game and the game has a really heavy uh story mode and i I mean you can always go back to play each uh stage too so yeah this is one of those a this is a a plus game if i ever say anything if if i've if i'm going to review this this is an a plus game um if it's still on sale go out of your way to check it out right now on the eShop if you haven't checked it out i believe it's out on playstation as well awesome freaking game just incredible like just from the story alone um also got telltale's batman the enemy within uh which was only three bucks which to me was kind of sad because it just tells me about the the fall of that company or and the re-rise of that company as well but 
It's that's a really good uh, game as well, and, and of course, any Telltale game would drive you crazy uh, if you make the wrong decisions in that game. So it, it's I love the game. I love Troy Baker uh, and his portrayal of uh, Batman, of course, and everybody in there. It's, they did a really good job with the game so far. I haven't finished it yet, but um, that if you haven't played it yet, now's the time to play. It's three only three bucks. That in the original, the first Batman game, which is also available as well, three bucks. Go out of your way to get it. They also had the PS Slim. This was huge to me because the PS Slim, uh, which include three games and one terabyte of memory, for only a hundred. Uh, $99, which was like, oh God, they're competing with the um, Nintendo Switch. They're literally competing with the Nintendo Switch Lite. That's the same as that price. Meanwhile, Xbox One S also went down for 150 So they're competing with both of those guys <laughs> in that case. So it, I found it funny out there, but there's a lot of great items in there. And it, plus, you got to think, too, is that they eventually going to drop these prices down because they already announced that Xbox's new project is coming out. And then you also got um, PlayStation 5, which has been announced to come out in 2020 as well. So, oh man, it's it's going to get heavy. It's going to get heavy out there, man. So, folks, that will do it for this part of the podcast. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to talk about the nominees for the 2019 Game Awards and my predictions on that. So we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! back with our rundown of this year's game awards we're going to check out all the nominees for this year and give my predictions on some of the categories not all of them because not all of the categories I'm, i've been into so i don't know a lot about which games is what but we're going to run it uh, for the most part i know most of the games that have been out and actually played of course some of the games that have been out so let's just run down and check these out here so we have let me see what we got here first all right, so we got that. I'm gonna scroll down here a bit. So we got Game of the Year, of course. And these, you know what? I'm looking at the Game of the Year. I already know what I'm going for. 
um, but doesn't mean it's going to win. I, it, probably not. So, uh, Death Stranding is going to be interesting. Death Stranding is one of the nominees for Game of the Year. Uh, the game Control also by Remedy uh, in 505 Games is there. You got Resident Evil 2, the remake for Capcom, which is interesting. Um, Sekiro, Shadow Die Twice, I can vouch. Shout out to my man Craig Holland. He's played it immensely and loved that game. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which... If anything, that is that was the most anticipated game of 2018 to come in 2019. Um, it's going to be interesting because a lot of these games are really, really good. I can easily say... I can't speak for Death Stranded. I've heard mixed reviews on Death Stranded. It'd be interesting to see if Death Stranded actually wins. Uh, I haven't heard too much about Control. Resident Evil 2, I have heard some spark about. Uh, Sekiro is a good one but i don't think is as strong the outer worlds i've heard immensely about as well but i i hate to i don't want to be biased but i i could say I, i'm gonna go for uh super smash brothers ultimate just because of everything that they have brought to you it is the mount rushmore of video games it has the who who the um the who's who of video game iconic mascot characters in here and they gave you so so much in this game it ain't funny so that's where i'm going uh then they have action game of the year and this is uh let me see again i've played two games here and this is a hard one for me this is really hard because i love both games um i love two of the games that is played on here apex legends by respawn aea um is being nominated for this one of my favorite games this year, bar none. This is going down to my best of 2019 alone. Astro Chain, Platinum Games, Nintendo. They have done some really great games before. Uh, again, I've mentioned some of this, my favorite games that they've uh, created, like Transformers and Bayonetta and all, and all that. But Astro Chain just, just stepped the game up with this. And it's just absolutely fantastic. If you own a Nintendo Switch, this is the reason why to get a Nintendo Switch right here. And when we saw the first premiere of this last year at E3, it was like, oh my God, they have stepped up the game for this system. This game alone, visually, steps up the game for this system. So I, it's hard for me to say not that. If not, Devil May Cry 5 is also nominated. And I got to say, this is the best Devil May Cry of them all shout out to ruben langdon who's been on the show many a times as well uh who plays dante uh that game right there without its little short bit of controversy um on the outside of it the game itself which is absolutely phenomenal and they did a capcom outdid themselves with that i think it's the best of the bunch in my opinion so their call of duty modern warfare affinity ward activision is now also being nominated gears 5 that's going to be a heavy that's going to be a heavy contender as well uh the coalition xbox game studios for that and last but not least uh metro exodus by a uh 4a games and deep silver so man this is heavy um i played two I don't know about the rest. I'm not really a big fan of Call of Duty, but that doesn't mean the game, that doesn't take away from the game's quality and whether it's worthy of winning. Uh, the story, I, it depends on the story and whatever like that, the narrative, the gameplay, whatever. But I, I love Devil May Cry. I don't see that winning 
per se. I'll be surprised if it does, but I'm not, and I, I wouldn't be mad either because it was just such a great sequel. Um, Astral Change is just Astral Change was just so out of pocket and so different, and what you were able to do with that. Um, so I'm hoping for that to win. I don't think it might win. I, it could easily go to Gears Five. It could easily go to Call of Duty. Um, with that said, but uh, we'll see. I if I gotta put it. I'm, I'm putting my finger on Astral Chain, but I don't see it winning. I, I see neither of the ones that I really have played and enjoyed winning on that one. Um, adventure action adventure games, Borderlands Three, which is usually always a heavy favorite. Control is uh, also nominated from this. Uh, Death Stranding, of course, is nominated. Death Stranding is really going to be interesting to see if that plays. Resident Evil Two. Um, Hell yes to this Legend of Zelda Link uh, Link's Awakening. And actually, let me let me correct myself and forgive me. It wasn't Link to the Past that uh, played. I mentioned that on the uh, on the Mario Maker two uh, report that it wasn't Link to the Past. It was Link's Awakening where he did the two D uh, side scrolling missions. But um, this definitely, this absolutely was one of the best remasters of a game i've ever played they did so great with that game i i think there is a strong possibility that legend of zelda Link's awakening can win there is a i mean because of what they did with that game it is stunning i mean if you look i've played so many versions of that this is the latest and last version of that game and they saved the best for last this is it's it plays exactly like the old game but just looks so much better and they add a little bit more to it I, I was I was at all and watching this enjoyed it just as much as I did last time so I could see that slipping in and taking the win for the action adventure game bar none uh, Sekiro Shadow Die Twice is also nominated as well so we'll see we will see uh, Art Direction Control uh, gets a nod Death Stranding gets a nod uh, a game called Gris I I do recall seeing a trailer of that I believe it is very very uh, contemporary, very art style, artsy uh, in its in its approach. Um, Nermada Studios and uh, Devolver, uh, Devolver Digital put that together. You also have uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts uh, by Simico and uh, Anna Perna, which I these two are indie t- um, developers. I'm assuming too. Uh, Sekira Shadow died twice, and again, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. I and tell you what. I think Link's Awakening is coming out with at least one award out of this um, award. It, it, I, I would be surprised if it gets two, but I, it's got to come out with one award at least because everything about that game was just stepped up with the volume turned way up on this thing. So, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare. Oh, we're going into art uh, art design, by the way. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has been nominated. Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Sekiro Shadow Die Twice um, None of these games I play So I don't exactly know You know what I, Death Stranding Eventually I will go on YouTube To watch the story mode I know somebody has it up already So I will watch the story mode See what I think about that At least I can At least give that a run Because I just wasn't interested In the game And the outcome of the game Of you just delivering Stuff all over the place So it just It just wasn't my, my cup of tea um, Community support That goes to uh, Apex Legends Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, 
It's amazing how much they're still hanging on to 14, and 15 is just like, they're doing nothing with 15. Um, Fortnite, once again, is getting nominated for this, uh, which it probably will. I I wouldn't be surprised if Fortnite would get the um, run, because they just did their brand new... Um, it, they did a new revamp of the entire thing and changed the rules and everything. So, um, my nieces were playing it all over the place in Thanksgiving. So I got to see how they were able to play, as according to how I would play, which I suck. So, and Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Siege. That's all nominated. Content Creator of the Year, uh, Courage, John uh, Jack Dunlop, um, Doctor Lupo, and that's Benjamin Lupo. Uh, we also have Ewok, which is uh, Salil Wheeler. Uh, God, these stupid names. <laughs> these 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 game names. Oh, kiss. I Saturday Night Live just made fun of esports, and I, while I should, I, I I guess people. I don't think there's a reason why people should be upset about that. I don't think people were upset about that, but they were one of the things they were poking fun of is the gamer names. And uh, I think it was uh, Kel. He was on there. He was like, uh, "I'm not gonna mention, I'm not gonna uh, try to pronounce the name." <laughs> it was just so out of pocket and weird. But these these names are crazy. Um, and Shroud, Michael uh, Grinsyke, I believe his name was. So um, these are for a st- for a streaming a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact in the industry of two th- in 2019. So they also have nominations for e-coach, uh, eSport coaches as well. Uh, eSport coaches uh, judged to be the most outstanding for performance in conduct in 2019. So you got Eric Hogg, you got Nurai Kane Jang, you got Fabian uh, Loman, you got Kim. Some of these guys I actually have seen before too. Uh, Kim Jong-gyeon, uh, you had uh, Tituan um, Merlis, and Danny Zonic. Uh, Sorensen in here is all nominated as well. I probably butchered every one of those goddamn names too, no doubt. No, I guarantee you I did. So, esport event recognizing a singular event across single or multiple days that delivered the best of class experience for particular in person fans and broadcast audience. Now, the Overwatch. I'm I'm gonna put my money. I want to see the Overwatch League done because I believe that was in Philadelphia. That was at the uh, Wells Fargo Center. So and it looks incredible. It just absolutely looks incredible. Um, that I I couldn't believe how many people filled that arena. You could go in, if you haven't seen that competition and wh- how many and those seats were not cheap. Like the front row seats was like 700, 900 bucks. They were about the equivalent of going to a UFC uh, show. That's not in Vegas, but um, Evo 2019 is also in Fortnite World Competition. IEM uh, Kados uh, is on here. League of Legends World Championship and the International 2019. It'll be interesting to see what heads it up. Evo is the oldest of them all. Evo was the first eSport league ever out here before all these guys. But um, the Overwatch one was just amazing. I, I just, I really it. Cannot believe that Philly filled that arena that big. It, it it sold out. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, and this is why exactly why we're getting our own stadium. By the way, that that says that that speaks volumes right there. Uh, Esport game of the year it includes Counter Strike Global Offense by Valve, uh, Dota 2 by Valve. There, look, 
<laughs> Fortnite by Epic Games, League of Legends by Riot, Overwatch by Blizzard. That's going to be an interesting. Um, the only one I've played in here was actually Overwatch, of course, and I enjoyed it. Doesn't mean it should be the best, um, but it is one of the most popular ongoing games out there now. And I don't know if the announcement of Overwatch 2 is going to help it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because you got Fortnite in here as well. Uh, Dota 2 as well is also a heavy favorite as well as League of Legends. So this is going to be one of those powerhouse categories that it's any man's game here with that. So, um, oh, this is interesting. Esport host, the best host or commentator of esport events, both in venue or broadcast in 2019. Uh, irrespective of game in or uh, language they have i believe her name is ej fj uh you got uh also uh up for a nomination is alex richardson paul chandler uh challoner my man alex golden boy mendez who also does commentary for aew as well and very good i might add um and dawn candace Yu Chung. I'm sorry. I've listened to a lot of commentary before. Um, both in the Evo spot and, and Russ. I haven't heard the rest of these guys. These guys look uberly professional at what they do, but I've heard Alex Golden Boy Mendez, and he sounds phenomenal. He makes the experience sound like an actual sport. I think if anything, he deserves to be nominated. I don't know if he's gonna win, but I haven't heard the rest of the commentators. He not only is able to bring a sports presentation and narrative to the E-League, but he also brings it on to AEW Wrestling as well, and it transitions very fluidly. So he is the real deal. Um, there is, you know, Tasty Sweet is also one of the most popular commentators out there, but he he talks like he's an arcade. You know, and I want a little bit, you know, if, if we're going to take this, this industry farther you're going to need folks who not only know the game but know how to commentate know how to narrate the game and tell people and explain to people how this works for those who are i, I think that's the one weakness of these shows i've watched overwatch league as well and all that stuff um they don't take the time to explain to people or in or get people to want to know why that this is so special. And I think that's something that they all need to practice on. They focus on and assume that people are going to watch that are automatic. And that's true. There is going to be an audience that does know what's going on that they don't have to be followed. But you want to attract a new audience. You want to you want to know why these kids are actually into the game. To me, I think Golden Boy actually does a really good job. He's very elegant. And uh, and his approach, he you can hear him legibly and clearly, and concise. And he again, he he brings a real sport approach to an esport league. So I'm rooting for him. I'm not going to say he's my pick to win, but I'm rooting for him. I mean, well, he is my pick to win. But I, given that I haven't heard the rest of these guys, I don't exactly know. But I'm rooting for him on this note as well. So um, esport players, let me see. Is there any of the same guys? No, these are all different guys too. Uh, Cal. Uh, Bugga, Gersdorf, uh, 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 Lee Faker, Sang uh, Kiel, or Hilk, uh, Luke per, uh, Perks, uh, Perkova, uh, or what is this? Um, God, why do I do these categories? <laughs> Oaksander, S1, or Simple, uh, 
Cubs, uh, yeah, Cubsleaf, I believe it is, and Jay Sinatara won. So these are your esport players, uh, esport teams, uh, Australia's G2 uh, e- oh, Esport, OG, San Francisco Shock, Team Liquid, damn it, Philadelphia Fusion, get your shit together, and let's go. <laughs> I want to see when he, I want to see our team up for a nomination this year. We need to we need to get it together. So, all right, we're back off we're off the E League stuff and back onto the family games. We got family games. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. We got Ring Fit Adventure. I really want to try Ring Fit Adventure, but I just got a Peloton, so I don't need any more workout crap. So, uh, but it looks really cool. It looks the, the gimmick is look. It looks really cool. I think I've done all of their workout gimmicks over the past, like the power pad and all the stuff. Um, you got Super Mario Maker 2, you got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, out of all this, I'm definitely saying Super Smash Brothers is winning. The funny part about this is that this is an all Nintendo lineup. <laughs> Nintendo wins no matter what. That is hilarious. But if I'm gonna pick, gotta be Super Smash Brothers for this. I love the fact that they have their own category and it's laced with nothing but their game. I love it. Okay, here, what the hell is this? Okay, this is a travesty. The fighting game category. This is, I don't know if this is a shortage of fighting games this year, but uh, I'm a little bit, uh, there's no way one of these games, or even two of these games should be nominated. They're just filler. Dead or Alive 6, which I, I, it's not a matter of I haven't played. I refuse to play it because I don't. I played their other game before, and I was like, no, there's no way in hell I'm going to spend all that money on what they want, on that content that they want you to spend. So, no. How the hell did Jump Force make this? How in the holy hell did Jump Force make this category? That game was atrocious. That is one of the most disappointing games of the year. There's no way that game should have made it on here. No, I, I, I guarantee you that's filler. There hasn't been enough games in here at all to say that, to say that it warranted. In fact, I am going to take a picture of this because I, here we go, screen print, because I want my ACMG people to check this out. This is atrocious. <laughs> How in the hell did Jump Force make that category? It, it, it just makes no damn sense. So, let me get back here real quick. You got that uh, Mortal Kombat 11, of course. Samurai Showdown, of course. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, of course. I'm vouching for three of these titles. I am absolutely vouching for three of these titles. There's no way in hell. Jump Force. I no. I'll, I'll vouch for Dead or Alive 6. I think people. some people did, did like Dead or Alive 6. It was a solid game at best. Um, Jump Force should not have been in this category. It is not a great game. It is a terrible game. Um, the stuff that they did in that game pissed me off, and I spent so much money on that game. There's no way to... That's just a filler. That's not even remotely thinking about winning. Um, of all else, if not for... Um, if Mortal Kombat 11 didn't come out, I would say Super Smash Brothers. But honestly, I think Mortal Kombat 11, I think NetherRealm did a phenomenal job this year. Bringing in the heat, bringing in a great story, great narrative, great, um, absolutely great uh, gameplay. And a beautiful port on the Nintendo Switch. It was 
Really, really good. It was a really, really good port. It had some hang-ups, some hiccups in it along the way, but they fixed them. And it even looks better now. I played it recently with uh, Shindel, and I think they updated it, the, the graphics even a little bit more. I thought that they did a tremendous job. I did The idea for me to buy it on a Switch was to see if I had to buy it if it wasn't good enough for me to just play it on air, and would I be have to buy it on the PlayStation 4 as well? I did not. I enjoy the Switch version as much as I would on a PlayStation 4, except it's on that palm of my hands. And it, it, it's still, I mean, while it's not as graphically strong as the other consoles or, or PC or Steam, it still brought a lot of frame rate and heat and kept you going. And you were able to play online with others as well. So... Uh, and then again, the story, I love the story. I love the presentation, everything about it. So Samurai Showdown, of course, you know what I'm thinking about that. I haven't gotten it yet, but I will. And I heard it was good, but it doesn't, it falls short of continuity, in my opinion, compared to what Super Smash Brothers has got, gave you and compared to what Mortal Kombat 11 has given you. So with that said, I'm going to believe, I'm putting my vote on Mortal Kombat 11. There's no way. And Jump Force, come on. We need more fighting games in, in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 that's that's what it comes down to so fresh indie game we got um za um by from disco uh elysium we have nomada studios for grizz we have uh dead toast entertainment for my friend pedro we have mobius digital for the outer worlds which that might get it that that might be the winner right there uh mega crit for slay Spree. And House House for uh, Untitled Goose Game. So I think with the everything I heard about uh, the Outer Worlds, I there's a uh, the Outer Wilds. I, I got a feeling that's going to be the one to get it. Huh. So next category: Game Director. That is going to Control uh, Remedy Studios, Five Hundred Five Games, uh, Death Stranding by Kojima Productions and Sony Entertainment Interactive. Or Sony Interactive Entertainment, for that matter. Uh, Resident Evil 2, Capcom, Sekiro, Shadow Die Twice by Software uh, from Software and Activision, and Outer Wilds by Mobius Digital. So you got those for that. Games for Impact. Uh, Concrete Genie is up for a nomination. Uh, Grizz is again. Grizz is up for. Grizz is going to get one nomination, one or two nominations, or I mean, one or two wins out of this one. It's nominated for way too much. If, if they don't get at least one or two, I'll be really surprised. Uh, kind words by uh, Pop Cannibal. Life is strange too by Don't. Uh, what is it? Don't not and Square Enix. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that uh, interesting game there. Uh, sea of Solitude by Joe May Games and EA. So. You got, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this next category here, independent games. I'm, I just talked about this. I'm putting my vote on this right here. Uh, even though I can see Outer Wilds, which is nominated, getting it as well. Uh, Baba Is You is nominated. Disco uh, Elysium is also nominated. Katana Zero has been nominated for an indie game category. I want to put myself into that. I want, I'm, I, Again, like with Golden Boy, I'm going to have my high hopes for that one. I'm rooting for that one. But Outer Wilds is also been said to be a really good game. So I am hoping for because Katana Zero is just ridiculous. It is absolutely awesome and ridiculous. Mobile game. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile. Grindstone uh, is also up for that. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sky. Children of the Light. 
And what the golf is up for mobile games? Um, let me see. What else? How many more categories we got here? We got multiplayer game. We got narrative. We got ongoing game. Performance score. Jesus, so many categories. All right, so we got a few more categories here. So let's run it down. Um, let me see. Gave that up. All right, so multiplayer games: Aspect Legends, Borderlands Three, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, Tetris Ninety Nine. Uh, Tom Clancy's Division 2. I know there's a hard chance that Tetris 99 won't win, but damn, that game is so much fun. That game is really fun. And thank them for allowing us to play an offline version of that game as well. So, because I've been dying to play that. I've been getting my ass handed to me, but I've gotten pretty far online with it. So, but just the feeling of being able to win once in a while, it's awesome. So, got that narrative. Um, a Plague Tale Innocent is up for nomination. Control is up for nomination. Death Stranding, I think this is the strong point of Death Stranding is the narrative there. So Disco Elysium and The Outer Worlds is up for nomination for that. Ongoing games, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Siege for ongoing games. I'm really surprised um, Overwatch didn't get in here. Especially what they're about to do. That's interesting. I guess they haven't updated. I, no, they've updated pretty good. I got interesting. So, performances. So these are the actors, uh, actors or actresses that have put on voiceover talents over here. So you got Ashley Birch uh, as uh, Parvati Holcomb in the Outer Worlds. You got Courtney Hope as uh, Jesse Fadden in Control. Lauren Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears Five. Uh, this is a big one. Uh, Mads uh, Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. You have Matthew Poretti uh, as Dr. Casper Darling and Control. And you have Norma Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges Death Stranding. Okay. How many, how many of you not thinking that Norma Reedus is going to get this award? I would be very surprised if he doesn't get this award. If, especially if he's going to be there in attendance. He's getting that award. The thing about award ceremony sometimes is that it's not always based on who truly is the best. It, it, it gets very political every so often. And I would be very surprised if Norma Reedus did not get picked to win for this, especially for how long they've been promoting that game. Uh, yeah, I'd be very surprised. I'd be extremely surprised. Uh, role player game. Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy 4, Kingdom Hearts 3, eh, mm. uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter uh, World, Iceborne, which I heard was really good, uh, and The Outer Worlds. I, as much as I hate to say it, Kingdom Hearts is probably the lesser of all of these. I was, I was, this, I guess I lost my luster for this game, and when it finally came out, it was just like, eh. I had no enjoyment of playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was so anticipating playing Kingdom Hearts 3, but they kept dragging it out. And by the time they finally came out with it, it was like, ah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So next category, and we're getting down to the end here, is score and music, uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry, Kingdom Hearts 3, which I agree that the score in there was one of the best things in that game. Um, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. So I can see... I. I of course, I played Caden of Hyrule. Really good game. Um, Death Stranding provides a orchestrated 
you know, soundtrack in there, as well as Devil May Cry and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I can see one of the three. I'm probably going to, it's probably going to go to Death Stranding. I got a feeling. I think that was one of the probably strong points. You got Gamera Del Toro uh, directing this thing and, I mean, or, or producing, helping along with this thing. So I know, and, uh, um, Hideo Kojima also in there as well. So I, I have no doubt in my mind for that. Um, sports racing games. This is weird. Um, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled is nominated alongside Dirt Rally 2.0, eFootball Pro, Evolution uh, Soccer 2020, uh, F1 2019, and last but not least, FIFA 20. Interesting, interestingly to note that there is no football or basketball games nominated this year. That is really interesting. Um, also to note, damn sure no damn wrestling games like 2K20 is also now nominated as well, and that's a great thing. So, uh, strategy game, Age of Wonders, Planetfall, and uh, Anno to 1800. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I can see that probably being a strong uh, hold to win. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms. Uh, Tropico Six. War Groove. I wonder if somebody some of these games will not be announced on TV because they got a two-hour TV span to do all of this. Uh, maybe a two. Then again, it is on line. They're not airing this on on actual cable TV, so it is possible that they'll show all this. But I, I believe some categories will be announced before the uh, show, and uh, we'll get those sooner or later. Uh, VR AR game is Asgard's Wrath, uh, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and Trover Saves the Universe. So you have that. And ladies and gentlemen, that is all of the categories that will be on December twelfth. At probably YouTube, IGN, everywhere. It's gonna that, that thing's gonna be everywhere. What I'm hoping, what normally happens, and it, how about that? Last year, one of the things that game the Game Awards are pretty much known for is um, world premiere announcements of games that are coming out in 2020. Much like they do with aside from E3, this is the second most exclusive place uh, or event that you can find out new games. Last year was the year that we found out that Jump Force was coming out and people got uberly crazy about that because of the trailer and it looked like it looked awesome in the trailer and then the game came out and it was total crap. So I don't know what the hell is going to be announced this year. I can't even fathom what is coming out this year that's going to be announced that's going to blow people away. Um, And also, not only that, but not only does world premiere announcements come out but also um new updates come out the night of uh new dlc are announcing and available at at the ready so you know if you own some of these games that they have and games do go on sale as well hugely on sale uh for the for the game awards as well for here too so um if you own any of these games get ready or if you're looking forward to a game that's coming out soon get ready because chances are it could be announced on that day and they they give you Jeff Keighley is has done a really great job. I say this every year. He's done a phenomenal job every year trying to make this the must-see gaming event of the year. And I think he's done it many a times over at this point. So, um, you know, kudos to him. He, I, I love what he's done. Um, this is a guy that came from G4, moved on to um, GameTrailers.com, and just kept kept his love for the, for the industry going and was able to create this event which gets bigger and bigger every year 
I mean, it's astounding what, he's, what he was able to do. So kudos to him on that. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you for being a part of this event. And thank you for helping me weather the cold that I'm experiencing right now. I feel like I'm getting a little better after doing this. And um, this is therapeutic as you could get people. Well, that in the Peloton. But um, thank you so much for, you know, all the support and all the following. And I hope I can have many more to come leading down to the new year of 2020, where we're hoping that change will come, that more positivity will come, that people will embrace themselves and acknowledge themselves and just be a more happier, stronger, supportive person to not only to yourself, but to other people as well. I know we had a big downfall in the last two, three years, and it's been heavy. But as we narrow it down, I want to make sure that we all have the best year possible come together as one no crabs in a barrel type of mentality or whatever let's just do it let's really make an effort to do it and like there's there's no other way to do it it's like that or we we die a decaying society you know so folks um this is it this week on sunday i will be reviewing or giving my thoughts on the original crisis on infinite earth i'm actually reading it for the very first time ever i've always known about the story but of course i'm a marvel guy so i've never really read too much into um dc lore but with the premiere of crisis on infinite earth premiering on sunday finally and i've been looking at every crossover ever since so this whole entire episode coming this sunday is going to be geared and dedicated to all things Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, We're going to run down what I thought about the book, the original source, where I'm going to run down everything that has happened on DCW Universe and the comparisons of which has come about from what I read and um, maybe some predictions on what could possibly happen. Who's going to go? Who's going to die? What's going to happen? We don't really know because just because what you read is not what you get on TV and they're going to change a lot of things around. They already have changed a lot of things around on air, but I am looking very forward to this event i've been looking waiting all year for it and watching the old shows again has got me uberly excited so we're going to talk about that indefinite this sunday well maybe a little bit of news going along as well that comes by i believe we do have some um, news to talk about on sunday as well but most of it is just going to be all crisis so get ready folks i am so excited there are people on our acmg uh group that is excited as well and by the way if you want to join the acmg facebook group you have a legitimate profile page with your pictures on it with you maybe you're showing your fandom but more or less you're showing yourself communicating with your friends and family on your page we will gladly accept you and if you answer all of the questions appropriately maturely we will allow you to come in because what we want is a real community we don't want people just coming in just to solicit or we don't want people just to sell their product or their project we don't want just people you know just trying to troll all the time and, and, and a lot of ch- this is not the place for it. ACMG Facebook group is totally for people who want to enjoy the same things. It's not about who knows more than what, because it's one of the things that a geek community that gets on my nerves is that, and why we're probably one of the most negatively charged subculture on social media right now. And I will debate that um, maybe next to MMA <laughs> fans as well. But it's just like we're, we're trying to create a community we're trying to create a fun we need to get back on on a swing of things so let's do it people go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 you can follow me 
at Dexavier underscore Josiah on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow me on this show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, am I missing anything? Podbean. Uh, and not Google Play, actually. Uh, Google Podcast. I got to keep saying that. So I'm there. I'm all I'm all there. You can find me all those places. You can find our episodes from there. If you want to check out all of our interviews uh, with some of the hottest names in all things anime, comics, movies, and games, you can check out on the exclusive page on TalkTimeLive.com as well. Or type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive so you have all those elements please keep supporting us we're doing what we're doing and i'm looking forward to seeing what 2020 brings to the table so folks that will do it now next week i don't want to explain something too because i don't know what the hell is going to happen next week i got quite a few things going on next week one of which is jury duty so there is a chance there is a chance that i might not be doing the show because i may be doing jury duty i'm not sure so we'll see but we will come up and make up for the episode if that's the case. But just stay tuned for that and uh, much more. But folks, thanks so much. On behalf of myself, this is Dex Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Folks, have a good week, and I'll talk to you guys Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.